You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode. I am really excited today, you guys, because I have my sister in the house, another Sheila. This is my sister from another mister, okay, if you want to say. And I know that you guys are going to be inspired today. This young lady is making it happen, not only for kingdom business, but here on earth. There's a lot of programs and a lot of things we're going to talk about today. So I want you to call a friend. Get ready to be inspired because we've got something red hot and smoking for y'all on today. My guest, Mrs. Sheila Talbert, she's the founder and the CEO of Sheila Talbert Ministries. And this is a non-for-profit organization that focuses on transformation for men as well as women. And this is through sustainable project programs like homelessness. We know the problem out there with a lot of people worldwide that are homeless, world hunger. This is another problem that even the government has been trying to solve. Domestic violence, especially coming through this pandemic that we've been in. We know the numbers have soared and sex trafficking. We're gonna talk a little bit about that on today. She has been featured in numerous, I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, when I say numerous, we don't even, you can't even count them, numerous publications, She's received numerous awards. She's our star right here on earth, okay? And she is the author of the book, The Seven Heavenly Crowns of a Lady. Now, you know what, girls? We're gonna talk about how to be a lady, okay? Not think like a man and act like a lady, but how to be a lady. And she's not only an author, but she is a preacher, she's a teacher, She's a chaplain, and she is a leader extraordinaire, okay? I want you to welcome Miss Sheila Tabbert to the show today. Welcome, Sheila. Hi. Thank you so much, um, Sheila. I am so honored to be here on your podcast. Thank you so much for honoring me and for looking at me as being one of those gifted individuals. And I'm just happy to be here to share what God has given to me and just to kind of make certain that people get to know what our organization is doing, what we are about, and how we're just doing a great work on in this particular time for the Lord. You know, it, we're going to just deep sea dive. There's so much that we have to get into, Sheila. Um, you know, you work with homelessness, abuse, all these different problems that are going on. Let's talk a little bit about the sex trafficking for a minute, because a lot of people don't realize how this is going on in their backyard right here in America. Um, and, and the big problem that it is, you know, silence deepens wounds. A lot of times people don't speak up. They don't say anything. Um, what how, what drawed you to this particular situation as far as sex trafficking? Because that's something we can easily turn our head and look away. You know, you see homeless people mm -hmm. on the side of the road or you may see people being, you know, they're in a domestic situation. But sex trafficking, why did you want to pull that in into your ministry? 
Well, because right now, what we are experiencing as a result of COVID, I mean, it's, it's always been around, but what we're seeing as a result of COVID is that the numbers have increased. And this is happening, mm-hmm. um, you know, we used to kind of affiliate human trafficking with something that was happening in the third world countries. Yes. Well, no, it's happening here in the U.S. And of course, we refer to this human trafficking, but it's really sex trafficking because there are different aspects of human trafficking. There's the labor trafficking, and then there's also the sex trafficking aspect of it. So we kind of approach it from two different perspectives, but where my heart has been for the last couple of years is focused on the sex trafficking because what's going on is that our young teenage girls, our college students, and our young ladies mm-hmm. or young adults, typically between the ages of, I would say, 13 to like 25, they're being trafficked. I mean, there's not one day that goes by that when I'm on social media, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or even on the news, we're hearing stories of yes. where women have been kidnapped. We're also hearing stories of, you know, how to be, how to protect yourself, how yeah. when you walk up to your car, you know, now you can't even touch your car door because there may be something on your car door, people putting things on your windows to try to, you know, kidnap you or people are watching you or following you around the stores. So what we decided to do as an organization, I mean, my heart just went out, you know, to all the different stories. And all of a sudden we're seeing all these young girls end up missing. So what we did um, about a year or so ago, we created, I wrote and I designed a workshop and it was called The Truth About Human Trafficking. And, you know, our people perish because we just, we lack knowledge, you know, and and a lot of people walking around, you know, thinking that everybody's really nice and thinking that nothing's going to happen. We live in a very dangerous world. And I think it became even more dangerous, I would like to say, unfortunately, after COVID. So we put together a workshop to really target teen girls, to target college students, to target young ladies, to help them to understand, you know, the importance of protecting themselves, to really bring an awareness of what is human trafficking, what are the two aspects of human trafficking, and what they need to be aware of, and how they need to protect themselves on social media. Everybody's on social media right now, and they the actual, um, you know, the perpetrators are literally coming after our girls wow, you know, wow. through social media and they're using different techniques and a lot of information. Our girls are just kind of approaching it kind of innocently. Yeah. So we decided to really put together a workshop. It's about a two hour workshop. Okay. We've done it virtually. We had probably about maybe over 50 young ladies to attend because um, we kind of held the workshop doing COVID because it was really at, a, at, at an all time high, but now it's at an even all time higher. So yeah. we're trying to figure out now how do we at some point, hopefully in 2023, get into some of the schools and churches and begin to teach our young girls how they have to protect themselves? You know, it's really interesting because you you, you brought up COVID and we know how many people were devastated from not only death and different things going on, but the problem with domestic violence that increased over that time. I mean, people were at home, children were at home. Um, how did your heart feel during this time with the numbers going up as well with the domestic violence, because um, even within the church, you mm-hmm. know, divorce rate is kind of- it is in the secular world, but yes. also with domestic violence. So what was your heart tugs going on during this time in your ministry with the domestic violence? Um, because we know that's with homelessness, that's a whole nother issue that we're still yes. battling as a nation. 
Yes. And, and I think what really occurred for me is that I'm a survivor of domestic violence. I experienced it okay. um, when I was a young teenage girl. I was about 16 years old. Okay. And so uh, I praise God I'm still here because yes. the Lord really saved my life. Yes. And so I've always had a heart for teenage girls, particularly young girls, Um, mm-hmm. you know, when they're out here experiencing, you know, there's, there is a such thing as date violence. Wow. And so again, I really want to bring an awareness to our young girls that it starts early. You know, mm. you don't have to be a grown woman for you to experience some type of domestic violence. Yes. It starts early when you're beginning to date and you need to understand the warning signs. And mm. so, again, we put together another workshop. I wrote yes. and designed a workshop. It was called The Truth About Domestic Violence. And the mm. audience for that was, again, teen girls, wow. college girls, wow. young mm. women, because a lot of times they don't understand the signals, the red flags, you know, what they may think wow. is just cute or this young man really likes me or what have you. It's really a sign of abuse. Mm. And mm. so that's what we have to make sure our young girls understand, because I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know at yeah. a very young age what the signals were, what the signs were. You know, um, oftentimes mm. people just think abuse starts if someone just physically touches you or hits wow. you or slaps yeah. you. No, yeah. it can start mentally. It, it typically starts mentally before it gets physical. You have to identify those mental signs because wow. sometimes by the time it gets physical, that's it. And if you've mm. noticed, um, like you just mentioned, um, Sheila, yeah. Within doing COVID, you're right. Women were at an all-time disadvantage. Yes. They were stuck in their homes. They couldn't go to work. You know, the stress that um, COVID brought onto families, you know, wow. a lot wow. of people couldn't cope. You know, yeah. mental illness yeah. was at an all-time high. And so who did they take it out on? The woman that was in the home. Wow. And so even the police departments were bombarded with domestic mm-hmm. violence calls. And this was from state to state. Yeah. So what we did, we wanted the, um, the ladies to understand what we call, it's called the cycle of control. Because all domestic violence is about is that the perpetrator, keep in mind, yeah. the perpetrator or the person that's, you know, can, the, the abuser the can abuser. be either male or female. Let me just get that clear. Break and that so, down. Break that down for us, Sheila. <laughs> male yeah, or female. It's just a male. No, there are yeah. some females that are out here abusing men too. And mm. neither one is right. So, what wow. we wanted to do is help understand that it's all about control. Mm. It, it, it's all about that person exercising control. A lot wow. of times mental illness is behind that as well. Mm-hmm. But we have to make sure everyone understands the signals, the red flags, and then understand if you see these red flags, what do you do and who do you contact? Wow. And it's so important because you said the red flags. A lot of times young girls are just into they think he's so into me because he's giving her attention, but it's actually the control and they miss the red flags, as you mentioned, and the mental illness, because he could have now these control issues, but he could be narcissistic. And the young girl is thinking that, you know, we're not married, but we're in this relationship and he loves me so much. He wants me to have his baby, to be his baby mama or something, all of these things. But the red flags, you don't have to be married to be in a domestic violence situation. And you brought up a really important point about the mental part of this whole thing, because Some of it is mental illness because people are growing up not having the father in the home or maybe not even having the mother in the home or not even having a parent to guide them in the way that they they need it. And so the nurturing is missing in the home life. And so it affects that child as they're growing up. And, you know, it's really important because in America, I was reading the other day that America has the largest incarceration of women in the world. And if and if you think about this global situation that we're in and America being like the number one as far as incarcerating more women. So women 
are are perpetrators of these crimes. It's not just the men. They're they're stabbing 40 times. They're mm-hmm. shooting. They're doing some things. Mm-hmm. And it may be for uh, trying to get away from a man that's abusing them. But the fact of the matter is there are more women that are being the abusers nowadays. And so that's something that we don't want to overlook uh, with the domestic violence and things like that. Let's talk a little bit about the seven heavenly crowns of a lady, because we're talking about the direction of, you know, some of these women have gone in the wrong direction. But now let's bring it up a little bit. What was on your heart and mind that you wanted to bring out with the the, the seven highly crowns of a lady? Okay, that's an actual book that the Holy Spirit had me to write. And when people mm-hmm. look at the title, they tend to think when I, you know, the the, the book of the title is The Seven Heavenly Crowns of a Lady. Yes. But the book is not necessarily dealing with, you know, etiquette or, or being a lady or any of that. What it's mm-hmm. dealing with is what the Holy Spirit wanted us to know regarding as Christians, you know, mm. when we're called home to be with the Lord or we transition, you yes. know, we're going to, we're going we're gonna to face Jesus Christ. We're going to face yes. him. He's going to ask us, you know, mm. you know, I saved you, you know, you were on earth. What did mm. you do with your time? You know, it's called, you know, what did you do with your time on earth? You know, did you mm. save lives? Did you spread the gospel? What did you do? And so the Bible is very clear in the book of revelations that, you know, we're going to receive crowns when we go to heaven. Mm. And so we're going to receive crowns for the work that we have done. And so yes. a lot of times we on earth don't necessarily know the work that we should be doing. We are mm. sometimes confused. We don't know, you know, a lot of us don't understand, you know, what God, you know, what's going to happen at the end of life. So yeah. keep in mind, the book wasn't written to be a very morbid book because at first when God gave me the assignment, I didn't want to write it. But God mm. said to me, no, I want my people to rejoice because yes. if they're doing the great work on earth, they're not going to be afraid to meet me. That's what they're looking forward to. And when they meet me, I'm going to say, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant. But I'm going to also say thank you for evangelizing. Thank you for, you know, going out and speaking on my behalf. Thank you for spreading the gospel. Thank you for serving in the church. So I wanted women to understand Mm -hmm. that, you know, you're not just on earth by, you know, some circumstance. We have been placed here for a purpose. Mm. And each of us have a purpose. Yes. Some people call to evangelize. Some people call to teach Sunday school. People, Some people call to a form of ministry. Some people serve to call to be a, a, an usher. Whatever you're mm. called to do it, you yes. do it all to the glory of the Lord because you know at the end of life that you're going to receive your crowns. Now there's two mm. crowns that we automatically receive when we get saved and that's the crown of protection. Mm. And that's the crown of separation. And so the mm. crown of separation means that we're separated. We all know that it says, you know, we are, you know, we're new creatures, right? Mm-hmm. When we become saved, we become new. And so yes. we have to understand that we are separated. We're in this world, but yeah. not of the world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so what does that mean? I mean, that's a gift from God that we, he's called us out from mm-hmm. this world into his marvelous kingdom. And we're called to do great work for him. So mm-hmm. because we're separated, there are blessings that are bestowed upon us. And there's a, a, a sense of purpose and a sense of, you know, destiny that we have to walk in. And then mm-hmm. the other crown is the crown of protection. I go into a lot of detail mm-hmm. and I provide the scriptural reference, but the other crown is the crown of protection because we've been saved, because he's called us, because we've been chosen, he's, we can look to him to protect us, protect mm-hmm. us from the wiles of the enemy, protect yes. us from this crooked world. However, yes. though, we have to make sure that we understand that mm. he's going to protect us and we have to hide ourselves so that he can protect us and come up under his protection. Some of us want to forget that this is a very evil world. Yes. There's certain things we still can't do. I don't care. You yes. know, you, you don't be, you know, you don't go out there and just do things and just be, you know, reckless. Come on. Yes. But yes. you understand yes. that because you are God's chosen, 
Mm. Because you because you're walking in your salvation, mm-hmm. you know, and because God has given you the gift of his salvation, that mm. you are protected and mm. you're protected from the evil wiles of this world. So you don't God mm. doesn't want us to walk around in fear. We want yes. to you yes. want us to know that I've sent my angels to protect you, and that you every day you understand and you tap and you ask me, Lord, cover me, protect mm. me from yes. this evil world, protect me as I go out and do what you call me to do. Yes. Yes, and it's powerful, y'all. We, we, we're about ready to take up an offering in a little bit. We got to say the doors of the church are open because we are getting in. We are deep sea diving on today. You know, when you say that people are in the world and not of the world, we are in the world, but not of the world. Um, you know, you talk about bad boys, bad girls in the Bible uh, and things like that. How do we help people to understand um about, you know, you're in the world, but you're not of the world. And people in the Bible, there were some bad boys in the Bible were, and, and some and, bad girls. How do you make it relevant to us today, especially the young people? Because well, you're a lot of the people you're ministering to is the youth. So let's talk about these bad boys. Oh, yes. I can talk <laughs> about that. That's what I, it's interesting that you mentioned that, Sheila, because the Lord has given me such an appreciation. Mm. And it's really interesting for the bad girls and the bad boys of the Bible. I've held two conferences, well, three conferences in Chicago. I've done yeah. a for the men on the bad boys in the Bible. And I've done two conferences and one conference here in Dallas on the bad girls. I also just written a new book that's out that talks about the bad girls and how if we look mm-hmm. at their stories, it also can serve to transform us because a lot of that still mm-hmm. lies dormant in us. A lot yes. of us are actually have some of those characteristics. Come on, those were human yes. beings. Yes. Just like we are. Yes. And because of God, you know, because of God transforming mm-hmm. their lives mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saving them, you know, their lives were transformed. Some of their lives were not transformed. Some wow. of them ended up dying because, again, mm. that was God's plan for their lives. But wow. what God wanted me to know, what he spoke to me is that even though, you know, they may have had these horrible lifestyles, or they may have done some horrible things. You know, the forgiveness of God is upon all of us. He said, you know, that he would forgive us for anything that we've done. And we have Mm -hmm. the forgiveness as well. But God wanted uh, me to know and to share that message that he loves us no matter what. And that these people were placed in the Bible so we Mm. could see that they are just like us. None Mm. of us are perfect. We look after what happened in the Garden of Eden, we all ended up being born in sin, right? Yes. So we yes. can't go out there and point the finger. We are to love one another. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ loves us no matter what and yes. who we are. And mm-hmm. so again, he's able to take our lives no matter where we are from the street prostitute to the, the, the drunken, the alcoholic and transform. We see it every day. Those yes. are supernatural miracles. And so mm-hmm. he wants us to know that he never gives up on us mm-hmm. and that there's nothing he cannot and will not do for us. Mm-hmm. And at mm-hmm. the end of the day, he's the one that can transform our lives. Wow. So when I had those conferences, I wanted women and men to know no matter where you are, because again, you know, even though you may be saved, you may still be dealing with some strongholds. You may still have some bondage. Wow. You know, we all, I mean, just because you're saved, a lot of us still need to be delivered, right? Mm-hmm. So again, God still loves you and he's still, mm-hmm. he still has a purpose and plan for your life, just like he did for them. And, mm-hmm. and we don't want to mock them because we always want to mock and talk about David. Yes, we always yes. want to mock and talk about Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. But they mm-hmm. all, look, their lives were still transformed. God mm. still did some miraculous things in their lives. And just like he did those things in their lives, despite some of the sins they committed, wow. he can still do those things in our lives. And it's important to, to, to mention that too, Sheila, because a lot of us, like you said, we're in 
in Christ now, but we may still have some residue of the world on us. And that's we need deliverance or those strongholds. And there are people out there that are struggling, trying to find their way. How do you help these young people find a direction? Because we talk about, you know, there's a bad boys, the bad girls, and you're trying to put them in a place of a proper positioning so that they can find their destiny and that they can look to hope. You're a hope dealer, by the way. You know, you're dealing out hope every day and everything that you do in your ministry. How do you help these young minds to be able to shake off those habits, to be able to form um, a better way of thinking? I mean, I know you bring spirituality into it uh, as, as, as well as the professionalism and everything you do. But when some young person comes to you and they say, Miss Tolbert, they just got problems. They, they feel like they're not going to make it. They feel like, I've been brought into this family and I've and and the generational curses that's been in this family. Nobody's ever come away from it. How do you take that young person and help them to turn around? Because there's a lot of people that are listening and they feel like this is bottom for me. I'm, I'm not going to be able to get up because I can't even look up. How do you help them to be able to come out of that pit and to be able to say, you know, there is a better life. There is a better way. My past, that's a very good question. My pastor, um, Bishop Arthur Embrasier, um, who was one of my um, spiritual fathers and who I was at up under his leadership for over 25 years, and I, I miss him dearly. Yes. Um, he used to say something often from the pulpit. He would say, God didn't promise you a rose garden. Mm. And so we have to make people understand that just because you're walking with God does not mean every day is going to be rosy. doesn't mean you're going to have a perfect life. That's wow. why God put those people in the Bible. So you can see they were, look at the disciples. They were, they wow. didn't have perfect lives. Yeah. Right? They were flawed. Yeah. Look they at were Peter, flawed. He still, Peter had an attitude problem, was cursing. So we have to think <laughs> about the fact that he was with Jesus. Okay. Come on, okay he there you go. Jesus, and he cursed. <laughs> but my point is that, you know, we have to understand that we were born with a sinful nature. Yes, right? yes. And God knows that. And God knows all about you. Yes. He is omniscient, omnipresent, mm, and, mm. And, and, and omnipotent. There's mm. nothing he doesn't know, okay? Yes, and yes. before he formed us in our mother wombs, he knew everything we were going to do, every wow. mistake we were going to make, but we're still wow. here. And because we're still here, alive on this earth, after COVID mm. particularly, God has a purpose and a plan for us. So we have to go and identify what are those strongholds? What are those mm. boxes? And once we identify, then we got to go confess it. Then we got to seek our deliverance. Like I said, you know, I've been through so much. You know, wow. everybody, I haven't wow. had the perfect walk, Christian yeah. walk, but yeah. I can yeah. tell you that through the years, and as I held on to Jesus and kept praying and fasting and seeking the word and serving mm -hmm. God, when yes. I stayed faithful and being obedient to him, he began to deal with my stuff. So I tell people, wow. do all mm -hmm. you can for God because he's yeah. going to deal with your stuff. You know, Ooh. he delivered me from some things. He yeah, yeah. some bondages and strongholds off my life mm -hmm. as I studied the word, as yeah. I pressed, so pressed toward him, run toward people tend to run away. But mm -hmm. no, run to Jesus. He will rescue you. He will provide mm -hmm. a way. He said he'll provide a way of escape for you. Yeah. He will get you through. And it yeah. may take some time. Yeah. I, mean, I, I mean, you know, I just had a birthday and I know the Lord was like, as you're celebrating your birthday, Sheila, in the physical realm, what are you going to mm -hmm. do spiritually? So I had to go back and look over my life and I said, Lord, you know what? Here's some things I still need deliverance from. Yeah, I had yes. to face up to them. I've yes. been with you a long time, but can we mm -hmm. deal with these issues? And I'm going to tell you something. Yes. He, 
gave me the scripture, Isaiah 43, 19, said, I'm going to do a new thing. That mm. was my scripture for my birthday this year. And I'm yeah. going to tell you, that new thing was that he delivered me from some strongholds and some stuff I've been dealing with for years, generational curses. Yes. It took some time, but time. we got to be patient. God mm-hmm. will do it. He know, Timing is everything. My yes. bishop just preached that. We got to understand it doesn't happen overnight. We can't mm. give up. He doesn't give up on us. Yes. We yes. can't give up on him. And My we got to trust that in due time, due season, he mm. will deliver us. So we got to make certain that we're doing our part. And our part is just to love him, as the word says, with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. And once wow. you do that, mm. serving him, reading your word, learning how to pray and fast, staying in the church. I tell mm. people, you know, I know COVID is gone. A lot of us have moved away from the church. Yeah. Get back into the church. He says, yeah. you know, we are to assemble ourselves. We got to come mm. back into the church to worship and praise him. Yes. Got to make sure that you're exhibiting certain spiritual disciplines mm. so that you can and he can move in your life and and and, and act in your life and, and help you break those strongholds and those mm. chains. You know that song from you know um you know um Tasha you know Tasha Cobbs yes. break every chain every he's gonna chain. break it Mm, but he's going to mm. break it in his time. And you have to mm. trust that he will do it. There were mm. some things I was like, Lord, I got these generational curses. Look, I've been with you for over 30 some years. Yeah, you still, yeah. But you know what? I kept praying. Mm. I kept asking. And I knew that he was going to do. I just didn't know when. Yeah, didn't know but when. it didn't stop me from doing what he called me to do. It didn't stop me from walking in purpose. It didn't stop me from walking in destiny. It didn't stop mm. me from being obedient. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. That's very important because um, when you talk about God just working with you over a period of time, you know, you come out of it when you come out of it. And so it's not instant. It's not not instant like microwave. And a lot of Christians come into this walk and they think it's like microwave. It's instant. The bell rings and now I'm away from everything. And so they walk past that man and they look at him and they think, oh, oh, am I going to go back there? They don't realize that it's not instant. It takes time. Things takes time. Now, let's talk a little bit about hats and pearls and springtime tea. God puts so much into you. I mean, he just keeps filtering things into you from the kingdom and all these ideas and things like that. Pearls and pumps and and Jesus. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that because he just keeps mixing it up for you, just giving you ideas and 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 ministries to open up to help people, you know, men and women. So when this came about, what was going on in your life? You thought we need to do something about this. Well, basically, um, how my ministry kind of started yeah, was yeah. after I completed seminary. I went to, um, I graduated from Palmer Theological Seminary out of Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And so after I graduated, I kept praying throughout those three mm-hmm. years I was in seminary. Lord, how are you going to use me? I know mm-hmm. I've been called, um, and you know, to be a minister of the gospel, but how are you going to use me? What am mm-hmm. I doing this for? And I kept praying for three years. I was like, Lord, I don't know what you're going to have me do, but I'm just going to submit to the process. And that's nothing. We had to learn how to submit to his wow. process, not our process. Wow. And yeah. after I graduated, you know, and I went to Israel okay. uh, as my graduation present. And when I went to Israel, my life was totally transformed. Um, I began you, went, you went to, to the Mecca, didn't you? Yes, I went to the <laughs> Holy Land. Yes. And, then, and I began to walk where Jesus walked yeah. and really yeah. see, you know, all the different Christian landmarks marks and to see, you know, I went to Jesus burial site. And when wow. you go there, you know, there's no way you can come back the same, you know, mm. literally my life took mm. on a whole different meaning. And when I got mm. back from there, the Lord mm. said, Sheila, now I want you mm. to go forth. I want you to be bold.
bold and courageous. And I want you to go forth and do ministry and go outside Mm -hmm. the church. And I'm like, Lord, that's all I know is the church. He said, no, I want you to go outside the church. And so that's when I started my church. I mean, I'm sorry, my ministry, which is like a parachurch ministry. And I began to host because one of the things I would travel internationally, um, I also work in corporate America. So I had the opportunity to travel internationally. So I began to, I was always in London and I was always Mm -hmm. going to tea in London. So that's my favorite favorite pastime (laughs) is that I love to go to tea. That's one of my favorite things to do. And so the Lord said, I want to take, and I want to take something that you love and turn Mm. into ministry. So I want to kind of stop there for a second, tell anyone out there, God will take your personality just Mm. as you are, take what you love, and he'll make it for his glory. He'll come wow. where he will use it for his glory. And that's yes. what he did with me. So yes. I started hosting tea parties across the Chicago land area at different mm-hmm. small tea houses. Mm-hmm. And they started getting full to capacity to a point where we couldn't even fit in another tea house. And we were holding minutes. We were talking about Jesus over yes. tea. And so the next thing I know, God said, I want you to do another large, the next conference, he said, I want you to focus in on the bad girls and the the bad girls in the Bible. And I want you to take this to a larger venue. And literally we went to a larger venue. It was sold out. Mm. And I could honestly tell you, it was absolutely, he blew me away because of the fact that women came forth with testimonies because we were dealing with these women in the Bible. We selected certain women from the Bible, Bathsheba, you know, um, Jezebel. And we yeah. talked about their lives and we talked about how some of those spirits are still in us and we don't want to admit it. Some wow. of those spirits are in us because they're generational curses. Come yes. on now. We yes. just didn't have a name for it. We just didn't yes. understand the characteristics, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we, be- I began to see women, you know, get delivered at these conferences. And so I was like, wow, Lord, this is phenomenal. Um, mm. you know, I began to see him work. And then yeah. Um, yeah. the next thing I know, you know, he asked me to, he led me to convert yeah. the organization over to a nonprofit okay. and laid on my heart to kind of begin to work in those four areas of homelessness, human trafficking, mm. and domestic violence, and and wow. um and those areas. And so that's when we started doing those workshops. And God yeah. was like, yeah. want you to do your, you know, your events that are, you know, um, that are educational events for the women, but mm-hmm. I want you to do a little bit more. So he was calling me, like I said, he will call you up to do yeah. more for him. He's like, I want you to do yeah. more for me. Once yeah. he finds out you're going to be obedient, then that's it. I tell people, once he finds out, once you say yes to his <laughs> way and yes to his will, get ready because demands, his demands are going to come. But what wow. I can say is when he gives me a vision, because he gets, I get everything from him, yeah. everything I need to move it forward. And yeah. so after we convert the organization over to a nonprofit and we start working those areas, the next thing God said, okay, you know what, Sheila, he mm. began to speak into my spirit, two scriptures. And it was mm. Romans 12 and 10 about mm. outdo one another and showing mm. honor. And wow. then the other one was second Peter two and 17, honor everyone. And mm-hmm, I kept thinking, mm-hmm. what's with this honor? Mm-hmm. The next God led to me, he said he gave me a vision for an award show. Wow. He said, Jesus Girls Rock. Yes. And I'm thinking, what? And he said, Jesus Girls Rock. And the mission is to celebrate, number one, to recognize, mm-hmm. celebrate, and honor Mm-hmm. Those women who are on the front lines mm-hmm. in our communities yes. that are battling domestic violence, yes. battling human trafficking, battling homelessness, and battling hunger. And so mm. we held our first uh, award show last year. It okay. was virtual because of COVID. And yeah. this year, I'm just beyond excited to announce <laughs> that we're going to be hosting it in two weeks yes. in Chicago at the um, at, at Trinity Christian College. We're going to be yes. having Jesus Girls Rock Award Show and Sneaker Ball. And we're going to be awarding 
um, several women and men across the Chicagoland area mm-hmm. who are working in those four areas. And we are excited about the work they're doing. Remember, as I mentioned, we've yeah. seen an increase in domestic violence and human trafficking That's and right. homelessness and hunger, mm-hmm. right? Yes, so we have yes. these organizations that people aren't even aware. They're on the front lines. And God wanted me to know that he wanted to honor them. He wanted yeah. to recognize them because a lot of them don't feel that nobody sees the work that they're doing. That's right. But God That's wanted right. them to know. He said, just like the world honors the people in the media, the people, the wow. actors and actresses, yeah. I want to honor my people that are on the front wow. lines, rolling up their sleeves, doing that hard work, mm-hmm. saving a young girl's life, saving yes. a woman's life, giving her food for her children. She's mm-hmm. in the shelter. Yeah. God, I want to, I want the world to see mm-hmm. me honor my women. Yes, yes. And so that's what we're doing. I'm excited that he even gave us this. It's an enormous vision, bigger than yeah. me for certain, but I'm honored to be yes. in a position to honor, to honor others. And it's nothing like, I tell people, it's nothing like the feeling you get when you put a mm-hmm. smile on yes. someone else's face, but also wow. keep in mind, we're also here to let these people know, keep doing what you're doing. You're yes. like the Bible says, your work is not in vain. Mm. You are saving lives. And that's the most important work of all is yes. that you are out there impacting someone's life. You're on the front lines. Yes. You may be preaching and teaching the gospel as you're trying to save the lives, but yes. you're still helping. Good. These people are God's people. I don't yes. care what they have encountered or where yes. they may be in life. They're still my people. And I know that you're out there trying to help them. And how can you get tickets for this event? Because this is the big thing. This is the big <laughs> event. This is like the grand yes, event yes. of the year. How can people get tickets to this, um, to the ball and and uh, be able to, you know, get in contact with you to get more information as well? So just share that with the audience. Well, they can definitely go to our website. They can go to www.jesusgirlsrock.org. Okay. Or they can go to www.sheilatobert.org. Because again, we have, you know, um, Jesus Girls Rock is a subsidiary of Sheila Tobert Ministries. And yes. so they can go to either one of those sites and there's information about how to purchase the tickets. If they need to reach me, they can reach me, send an email through the um, website or they can call my office. We'll mm-hmm. definitely respond within 24 hours. Um, we're excited uh, about the event. We're, we know that it's going to be a sold out event. Yes. But more importantly, I'm excited because I know the glory of God is going to reside there and it's yes. going to hover over yes. that place. Yes. And I know it's going to be just an absolute wonderful experience for me to mm. see with the hand yes. of God on their lives, but to yes. see these women smile because I pray that this mm. helps them understand don't give up. God mm. is recognizing he sees your good work yes. and you're going to get your crown when you get to heaven. Just keep <laughs> doing the work of the Lord. Don't give up. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. The world is wrecked. The world. And see, a lot of times we're looking for the world to recognize us. Yes, the most true. important person to recognize you and honor you is Jesus Christ. Come and on now. that's who we're representing. And that's yes. all that matters at the end of, at the end of our lives. That's all that matters. That yes. we did everything we did for his glory and mm. that he recognized the work, the great work we're doing on earth in his name and for his people. Because yes. if he was here, he would, he's, he's not, he's here with us, us and through the Holy Spirit. Yes. So we're yes. doing his work through the Holy Spirit. Mm. Mm. And we're the that's vessels right. that he's using. And what an honor. What a yes. gift. 
And I want you guys to get the tickets. You know, you can go to Sheila Talbert Ministries to get the tickets. This is coming up in October, um, October 1st. And so it's almost here. We want you to support this event because this is for homelessness. This is for, you know, sex trafficking, domestic violence. We're, she's supporting a lot of organizations. The government is trying to do this. And God has put, placed this on her heart to do something, to recognize the people that are on that front line. You know, Sheila, when you walk into a room or when you, you're dealing with so many different situations, here's all these elephants in the room. You know, there's hunger, there's, there's domestic violence, all of these elephants that are out there. What do you do to be able to just relax and to be able to, you know, just lay back and, and just unwind? Because you have all of the weight of all of these plates that you're, you know, you're juggling everything. How do you relax and just unwind? It's very tough. Um, I'm in a season right now. We have to understand the seasons that we're in, just like the sons of okay. Issachar. You have to understand the season that you're in. And I'm gotcha. in a season where God is doing a great work in me. And mm. um, I look to him yes. to give me rest. I look to him to tell me when to rest. Uh, I'm mm. also in pursuit of my doctorate degree at Jake's Divinity School. Um, and I'm also overseeing this nonprofit organization. I also work in corporate America. So mm. understand my plate is Full. And yes, then I yes, have to yes. be honest and be transparent. Yes, I do get overwhelmed. I'm yes. human just like everybody else. Yes. But that's when I have to go to God and I cry out and I ask him, Lord, help me. I'm overwhelmed. I just be honest with God. God, send me destiny helpers. Send me the people Jesus. to help me with this load. Um, And he does. He keeps yeah. his promises. But mm. you know what I keep in mind? I keep in mind the fact that I am doing what I'm called to do. And when I yes. think about the fact that this is why I was born, I'm walking mm. in my purpose and my destiny Ooh. and oh. I'm living out God's promises to me. A lot of times just knowing and staying abreast of God's promises gives yes. me great, great strength. Yes. And I get up and say, I can take it another day. I can live another mm. day. I can go forth and do this for you, Lord. I, yes. Only for you, Lord, can I do this? I, or I tell the Lord, I will do this for you, Lord. My mind, you know, and, <laughs> and, and sometimes it's, it's it's such a heaviness, but I have to tell him, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for your glory. And yes. I have to always remember it's not about me. And yeah. that's what I tell yes. people. That's one thing I was taught early on in ministry. It's not about Sheila. Yeah. It's yes. all about God. And this is all about Jesus. And so yes. I'm just living out the yes. life that he has kind of orchestrated for me and ordained for me. Mm. And I'm just privy to it. Sometimes I feel like I'm looking from the outside in, like, yes. wow, who is this woman? Lord, <laughs> you know, because you call me for a great calling. But mm. again, I tell people I'm human. I get tired. I get frustrated. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. know, I get stressed yeah. out. Let's be honest. And that human mm -hmm. part of me mm -hmm. comes out sometimes. But yeah. you know what? I have to show myself. And someone taught me that early on, show yourself some grace. And some days I have yeah. to say to myself, okay, show yourself some grace. And then yeah. I like to read. I like to travel. Um, yeah. I like to go shopping. I like to mm. go out and be with my friends. So yeah, I, I like, I love yeah. going to tea. So I love going to tea. That relaxes mm. me actually to go to tea with friends. Mm -hmm, so I have mm -hmm. to find those things. I watch, I love watching movies. So sometimes for <laughs> me, I just will sit back and just yeah. watch a movie, eat popcorn and relax yeah, and just tune yeah. out the whole world. So you're <laughs> right. I have to relax. I yeah. have to I'm trying to get back into, I'm doing a little bit more exercising now, yes, um, yes. different things that I enjoy. So what mm -hmm. I tell people, find the things that you enjoy that bring mm -hmm. you happiness, that take your mind off 
what you've been called to do, because one thing we all have to do who are called, you know, in, mm-hmm. into the ministry, we have to all find our balance. I'm still working on that. Yes, it's a yes, challenge yes. for me every day, but yes. you know, I'm working on it. And so yes. I strive to try to have some balance. I strive to laugh. I, I try to not take things personal. I try to laugh more because laughter is good for the soul. Is the Bible. Yes. Yeah, you know, good for the heart. So I try to find things that make me laugh. I try to mm. find um, things in my life that bring me great joy. Mm. I take great joy in my family. I love my family. Mm. Spending time with my family is always yes. a blessing. So yes. I find those little things in life that take my mind off of the great work He's called me to. Yeah. But then God also, we've got to remember, just because He called you, does not want does not mean he doesn't want you to enjoy life for he said that he came that we may have life more abundantly right so we too even as the servants of the lord even as the ministers of the lord we have to have that abundant life and that abundant life resides in us finding balance balance that's right that's right and it's really important because you are a heart-centered messenger, Sheila, and there's so much that you're giving of yourself. And so that balance is important when you are juggling the types of things, you know, the life, you know, the chaplain, the teacher, the author, the preacher, all of these things, helping people and constantly giving out. What is on the horizon? Because like I said, you have a full plate. God has got all of your, uh, all this activity going on around you and in your head and in your heart. What is on the horizon for Sheila Talbert Ministries? Because we can only say, God, there's got to be more because he wants you to be used up, I'm sure. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. Sometimes I tell myself, Lord, I can't handle, I can't handle anymore. Okay, this is enough. But God always, I tell people, you know, sometimes it's amazing how he speaks to me Mm. um, and I, and I know his voice and, um, you know, I know that he's calling us to greater, to do greater things in his Mm. name. And so Mm. we're in the process right now of working on an actual retreat, a retreat here in a Dallas area that we're planning for next year. And that's going to be for women. Um, And uh, we're going to bring women together because as I mentioned, to rest, but we got to learn how, when we rest, sometimes we got to learn how to rest, but we also got to also learn how to rest in the Lord and Mm. take time away from my busy schedule. So what, you asked me a great question about what do I do to rest? One, the things I started doing, I forgot to mention, is mm-hmm. I started going away every year for what we call a silent retreat. It's here, it's a mm-hmm. it's a Dallas retreat center here in Dallas. And I go okay. by myself, I go away, and I literally don't talk for like mm-hmm. two full days to anybody. There's no talking, no social media. And I'm gonna tell you something, that has been the most fulfilling thing that I've ever done in my life. Wow. Was to literally take the time out to shut my mouth, be quiet, get away from social media. I don't take calls, anything, mm. and just let the Lord talk to me, read His Word, and just and, and just it's it's on the actual retreat center is on a lake, and just go out there wow. and be on the lake and just commune with nature. Wow. Um, as a result of experiencing that for two years, the Lord is calling mm. me now to take women with me to allow them to experience. And so, what I'm learning more about God is that a lot of times when He teaches you to do things, yes, to help you to live that abundant life. He mm. wants you to bring some other with others with you so he wow. can show them what that abundant life looks like. And so wow. to me, I'm honored that he's um, going to be providing with an opportunity to bring some other women who yeah. are like myself, you know, yes. you know, yes. fast paced lifestyle <laughs> um, who need to just pull away and just yeah. um, commune with him and, and learn mm. how to get silent before him and learn how to plan that as part of their yearly um, kind mm. of um, sabbatical is to get away, mm. just 
and God honors that sacrifice. Wow. wow. You know, when you go away, God honors. And you've said something that was very important, Sheila. You said, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a giver. That's one of the traits about me. I am a giver. Mm -hmm. But one thing I want to share with any, all the listeners is that, you know, Sometimes we get frustrated because we give, 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 and we yeah. often think that we don't get it back. And I'm, I want to mm. let everybody know mm-hmm. we have to look. God doesn't always give it back to us in the way we think it's going to come. Mm. You know, to yes. me, I get it back when I wake up every morning. I'm alive yes. come in on a land now. of the living. Okay. Yes. You know, the fact that I'm healthy, the mm. fact that my family is healthy. So mm. we got to learn how to look for God giving us back all mm. that we give to him in those little things in life. Yes, yes. And yes. that every because sometimes we get, you know, we get frustrated. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna do this because God is in that acknowledge. I'm giving all these people, I'm not giving anything back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Every day you wake up. Yes. Yes. After especially after COVID is a mm. gift from God. So remember the gifts that He gives us. The fact that you have a roof over your head, clothes mm. on your back, shoes. We gotta learn how to look to look at the little things that God does for us and say yes. He is giving back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, he is. Girl, you the put people that he surrounds you with, the yes. people that are in your life, the people that are pouring into you, the, you know, those what I call those, you know, those those actual interactions with people, divine mm-hmm. connections with mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. God gives mm-hmm. back in, in ways that we could never, ever fandom. But wow. we got to learn how to see him and yes. those and stop looking for all the big surprises. Yeah, those things sometimes in quietness. And he's very or he's a very orchestrate. He orchestrates orchestrates everything, but he mm. does things in such ways sometimes that'll yeah. blow your mind. If you only just take your mind off the big things and just watch, look for him in the little things every yes. day. You can find some, you can find God in your life every single day. If yes. you quiet yourself and your yes. spirit and just look at the things that he's doing, you'll go, oh my God, mm. that's a God moment. Look at God showing yes. up in my life today. He mm. shows up in our lives every day and he talks to us every single day. That what could you ask for? You know, that put duck bumps on my goose pimples. I'm telling you, girl, that's bad. He that is the, bad. He left the Holy Spirit with us. And that Holy Spirit is with us every day. And I get up every morning and I say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning. Lead yeah. and God and direct my path today. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what is all. And that's what time it is for God to lead, direct and guide us. Every single day. I'm telling you, we are talking to the preacher, the teacher, the <laughs> author, the <laughs> chaplain extraordinaire, Sheila Talbert Ministries. I want you all to support the event that's coming up, the ball. It's going to be coming up in October in a couple of weeks. It's going to be in Palis, Palis Hills, Palis Heights. Got two things at Palos Heights here in the Chicagoland area, the sneakers ball. You guys look up that because to get tickets, to get information, because it's going to be one of the hottest things that's going on here in the Chicagoland area. There is so much that God has laid on Sheila Talbot's heart. She's doing things. She's helping people. She's reaching out. And like she said, she's a giver and she's trying to help the ills that are going on in the society that we have. You know, friends, we're just about out of time, but I want to thank you for listening to Day. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, I want you to visit our website at www.road2eternity.net. And I want you to remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Use your gifts the way that Sheila Talbert Ministries is using her gifts to impact the world. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.